the mount of the law. We are asking by the Spirit of God, for it is the Spirit that moves us. It is the Spirit that quickens. It is the Spirit that brings life, oh God. We are asking in the name of Jesus, oh God, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost, let the Spirit of God. Are you ready to move by the Spirit? Be moved by the Spirit of God. Let the Holy Ghost move to you. Let the Spirit of God draw you to the place and to the position of alignment. I ask that in the name of Jesus, oh God, prophetically this house we stand at the place of the the word that you gave to your servant, oh God. And we need to respond. We need to take off the hindrances. We need to take off the distractions. We need to give ourselves, oh God. And so we are asking that let the Spirit of God Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you, the ancients of days. Thank you for that which you have in stock for us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Isaiah chapter 61 says, it reads, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because he has anointed Christ's faith tabernacle to preach good news to the poor. He has sent us to the blind to the bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty, to bestow upon Christ's great tabernacle a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise, 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 a garment of praise. Lift up your voice and begin to exalt the Lord, a garment of praise, a garment of praise, a garment of praise. Oh God, is our portion in the remaining days of this year and the rest of our days, a garment of praise, a garment of praise, a garment of praise, instead of street of despair, will be called a hope of righteousness, a hope of righteousness will be a planting of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus, will be a planting of the Lord, the Lord will elevate us, he will exalt us, he will lift us up, my God and my King, he will direct our path, he will open double doors before us, gates will not be shut against you, Christ Christ Tabernacle, gates will not be shut against you, Christ Christ Tabernacle, in this season, gates will not be shut against you, begin to declare into your life, declare into your home, declare into your family what you want for the remaining days of this month is grace is sufficient for us we will abound we will abound in every good work in the mighty name 
for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Choir be ready. Hallelujah. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all the gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. And the mountain peaks belongs to him. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. What a glorious opportunity to be under the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. The flock under his care. Today. 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 If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today. Says your neighbor today. 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 If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It shall be so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, without wasting time this morning, let's just read the book of Psalm 24, please. With an uplifted hand. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwelleth therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. 
who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Shall we sing the Psalm 145, please? I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
your name, Lord Jesus. Forever you are
yes, Lord. Lord. We give you praise. We worship. Say to the person next to you, God is fighting for me. 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 Hallelujah. As you declare the song, every battle God has won for you. Amen. Think God is fighting. Yeah.
Your holy 
up your voice and worship God. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, O God. We give you praise, O God. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, our God. Blessed be your name, O King of Heaven. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Be thou exalted. Our God and our King, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Lord, we mean it when we say, break us, melt us, mold us, and fill us. Without you, we are nothing. We thank you for what you have made of us. But what will become of us has not yet been revealed. For if you have brought us thus far, then Lord, sky is not the limit. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Our destination is paradise. We worship and magnify your holy name. You who loved us and gave your life for us. We thank you for your glory and your beauty. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Father. In Jesus' holy name we had worshipped. Somebody say Amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah. Do you know something? Turn to someone beside you and tell the person, I love you. I love you. Hey, baby. <laughs> Amen. Please be seated in the heavenly places. Quiet, may take your seats, please. Amen. We thank God for what God is doing among us. What a glorious season that Great Britain has entered into. I'm going to ask you to pray, but before I ask you to pray, we celebrate the life of our Queen, Queen Elizabeth. We thank God for her legacy. We thank God for the whole period that she spent on earth. We cannot say this of many kings and queens on earth, but we can testify that our queen knew Jesus. And we can testify that the Bible, as you read in the Bible, we are seeing it physically manifesting in our time. Because I want to tell you this. Jesus says, whosoever testify about me before men, I will testify about him before my father and his holy angels. 
And a good number of you who have not known about the queen, it's quite interesting that it's after, you know, she died that they began to show so many things and fill the whole air with her, her life from beginning, how she took an oath to serve God and the nation. How she, when she was enthroned, she first went to the altar and knelt down before the Lord Jesus and committed the kingdom to the Lord. Of course, a good number of you will recognize the fact that throughout her life that you know, every Christmas she preaches the gospel. She was, she was not afraid or think it politically incorrect to tell the whole world that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Before her very eyes, she spoke and said, When you sing, all praise the power of Jesus' name. She says, I rise from my throne to the King of kings, the King over me. Our Queen was a great representation of what a righteous woman or a righteous Christian ought to be. You will agree with me that regardless of the fact that she has people who take care of her wardrobe, but she dictated her wardrobe. You know, she was a queen when the nation came out of war. And she, she saw the nation change from strong faith, you know, believers praying to Christ. And she saw many things take place, many changes taking place. She was in, she took over in the time of moral. And she saw how Satan invaded the nation and destroyed moral. But our queen refused to be dictated to. She's an example of what a woman that is virtuous should be. In her dressing, she's next to none. People open their nakedness, but she refused to. She recognized what the Bible says about modesty. To please her God, she did everything humanly possible. In her speech, those who are close to her will testify. We have a privilege to, to know that. We have an insider in the, parliament, in the Buckingham Palace, one of our sons. And the testimony of the poor and the rich about her is about Christ. I want to say this to you. God has a covenant of longevity with the righteous. And not only longevity, but longevity with good health. And our queen is an example. To the last breath of her nose reel, she was doing her duty. Handed over power to her prime minister. And of course, set the space for the son to rule after her. And two days after, she died. She was not bedridden. She was not in coma for years or for weeks. She died the death of a righteous woman. I think that a woman like that will be celebrated for the whole of my own life. Throughout my existence in the world, when I preach the word of God, reference shall be made to her. 
as a pillar, an example of faithful woman to God. She was mightily blessed among all women in the world. She was the most blessed because her position is the highest height any woman can attain on earth. But yet, she did not deny Christ. Yet, she did not go worldly. Yet, she, was, she did not become saucy in her speech, in her language, her character. Satan had no influence over her. Let me tell you something. For her, she has rejoined with her Lord Jesus. How beautiful are the gates of power through which she walked through. How glorious is the street of gold where she steps now. Better than the Buckingham Palace and any edifice that she had ever lived is the edifice of her God. When Jesus said, I'm going to my Father and I will build, I will, I will, I will, I will I, I to prepare a place for you. And he says, when I've gone, I will come back and take you. And he says, in my father's house are many mansions. Now, I believe very much that Queen has rejoined Christ, who she professed from beginning to the last drop of her nose And I want to say this to you. Not many people can handle wealth and fame. There is a woman who was extremely wealthy, extremely famous, but extremely godly. You have heard, if you have not, here now. She will call a prayer session in her house every day. If you are under her roof, you must gather in the morning and pray. And she said she received that from her dad. And she defended the faith, Christian faith. She was not ashamed to declare her position and stand about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She does not just talk about God. She talks about His Son. She talks about the death of Christ. She talks about the significance of the death of Christ. She talks about the love of God. She demonstrated the love of God to all mankind, regardless of your belief or your creed. But she was not afraid to take her stand to let people know that Jesus is the Messiah. A woman like that is worthy to celebrate. I don't mourn the Queen. I celebrate her life. She set a standard not only for the world, but she set a standard for the church and also for clergy people, of whom I'm included. Well, we pray for every one of us that we'll be able to serve Jesus Christ even to the last day, that we will not have occasion to deny Christ. Of course, we know that there's a lot of turbulence in her reign. She went through many storms and weathers, but she weathered them through by the grace of Jesus Christ. One of her speeches said that she's very grateful for those who love her and who demonstrate the love, as well as those who criticize her. She said both criticism and, you know, um, um, and the uh, appraisers, you know, good appraiser, these are what constitute humanity. But she loved everyone, whether you criticize her or you praise her. 
She did not allow the praise of those who praised her to get into her head. Neither did she allow the criticism of people to stop her from doing what is right before God. So criticism or those who criticize and those who acclaim and praise her, she saw them as God's instruments. Because when you are not criticized, you are in danger. But when you are criticized, it helps you to look back and recheck your ways. So that when you take a stand, it must be a firm stand. And I think, <clears throat> as she always has said, she took this from the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. However, this week also we have seen the change of the two governments. The government, which is the um, legislative government or the executive government. And we saw the change of the uh, head of states, which is now our king. Now we have to pray for the king and also for our prime minister. I want you not to be caught away, caught away by sticking yourself on television and watching because they repeat the same thing again and again. But look at the main news about 9 o'clock. Those of you who have Sky News, you can also record so that at your leisure you can go back and listen to those things. But you know, I picked up some things during the service that was conducted on her behalf two days ago. I had our Prime Minister Lee Truss read the scriptures. And the scripture that she read at the end of it, it says, Unto God who will judge the living and the dead, or before whom the living and the dead shall stand to be judged. And I was happy that all parliamentarians were there. All these heads of religion were there. All these church people were there. All the unchurched Juggernauts. They had that gospel. And I'm telling you, the rest of celebration of the queen, watch Jesus in it. You will see Jesus exalted in everything. Because I'm very sure that she wrote her own funeral procession and all stuff like that. I mean, service and all stuff like that. The song you will sing, we know that um, she had declared with her mouth several times that one of her favorite songs is, All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels proceed for. But I pray for every one of us that God will help us to be faithful to him on to the last. Uh, we need to pray for our prime minister. I would need to pray for um, our government and also our king. We need to pray for our king that God will grant him full lifespan as he did to the mother. And we need to pray also for our prime minister that the tenor that she is in, that the Lord will breathe upon her. You remember God told us in this house from 2019 or so, yeah, 2019, that a famine is coming upon Great Britain, really from 2017. 20, 20, uh, I saw a nation begging for food. I saw the nation who forgive debts of others begging for food. I saw shelves emptied, and there was so much famine. When the Lord revealed this to me, I spoke it among you. And the Lord said eventually that it will take place 
20, from 2022. However, by 2025, God told us that the famine in England will be subsided. The Lord said that that famine will be global. And of course, for Europe, they will not get out of it until 2027. But for us in UK, remember God said to us that the famine will be over by 2025. If you look at that, therefore, something must take place to be able to set the template that will bring about, you know, Britain getting out of the famine. So that was a change of government. The new government came in. So it means that God has a mandate for this government, the government of Listros, to lay the template that we see this country out of famine by 2025. You know why I'm saying this to you? Because as a church, I want to talk about who is Christ with Tabernacle. Who are you? You come to this house. Who are you? What did God call you to do? Of course, everybody who is a spiritual leader must hear from the God that sent them. They must spend time to hear Him, to see Him, to be instructed by Him, so that they will know the direction God is directing the people who He had assigned to their charge. And I want to say this to you that I do. I do hear from God. You are my witnesses. Because the things he told me and I said to you came to pass to time and season. And when the Lord called me, Jesus appeared to me. It is possible that, of course, those of you who have been in the conventions, you know, anniversary every year, you will have heard me speak about how this church was founded. And you have heard me talk about some other history about the church. But today, I want to briefly take you through a few things <clears throat> that should be anchor for your soul. When I talk boastfully about the God we serve, when I take the gospel to the unreached places on earth, when I go into places that are forbidden, both in America, in Africa, or places that are terrifying, like the La Vega city in Jamaica, or take you through places that witches claim to be the eternal possession in England, like Devonshire and Cornwall. And we went to those places and destroyed the powers of the devil and came back on heart. You need to know the mandate that heaven has placed upon this house so that each one of you will be able to take your stand in what God has sent us. God did not send me to build religion. He sent me to build a people who will know Christ and be transformed by the power of Christ and operate Christ on earth so that the faith of many people will not lean on knowledge but on the demonstration of the power of God. When the Lord appeared to us, He gave us, He told me the vision of this church. And he summarized the mission of this church into one statement, which is demonstrating God's power through love 
and building overcomers for tomorrow. That's our mission statement. Our mission statement, demonstrating God's power through love and building overcomers for tomorrow. Now, I want you to see after me, demonstrating God's power through love and building overcomers for tomorrow. Now, can I say this to you? You check my life from the day you knew me. Everyone, those of you watching on television, check the life of Apostle Williams from the day that you knew him till this day you are hearing me. You will agree with me that everything I do is confirmed within that perimeter. Everything we do in Christ's faith tabernacle is within that perimeter. Everything that we agree to do or commit to is either demonstrating the power of God through the love of Christ without discriminating on people or building those who have been converted so that they can become overcomers. Those are the two-pronged mission. And so, whether we set up the women of our destiny, which we do, the jewel in the crown, the men's group, light of the world, we set up the ushers group, we set up the choir, we set up the protocol, we set up the uh, Sunday school, we set up the um, um, uh, youth group, name it. Business club in the church, law, the law group, the medical group, every group we set up, business and, and you know, mentoring, everything that we set up in this church is geared to us building the other people to become overcomers. Our outreaches is geared on demonstrating the power of God through love. That's the reason why Christ with Tabernacle does not collect offering in crusades. No. We call the poor to come and we're taking money from them, not in this house. If we go to crusade, those of you who are doctors, get yourself ready, fold your hands, sleeves, so that you can use your medical knowledge to help the poor. Everything that we go into, and you will never have heard before, that anybody invited Apostle Williams on earth, and my office charged them. For what purpose? For what purpose? Jesus said, freely you receive, freely give. This is what we stand for. Why are we unique in our purpose? Because when Jesus appeared to me, that is the mandate he gave me. Now, if the Lord said we should demonstrate his power through love, certainly the power must be available in the house. Because you cannot demonstrate a power that you have not received from God. And what that implies is this. Every one of you in this house that are empowered by the Holy Spirit or gifted by the Holy Spirit, your aim is this. How can I use the gifts to bless humanity, beginning from the church of God to the people outside there through the love of Christ? <clears throat> So in Christ's tabernacle global, we do not merchandise people. We do not charge people for prayer. We do not charge people to prophesy to them. 
We do not sell oil to anoint people. We do not profit from anything that we have received freely. But we have a mandate to demonstrate the power of God through the love of Christ so that humanity can know Jesus Christ and they can turn from darkness into light and be delivered from the griefs of the devil, the past of the devil. Whatever career that you are gifted by God and you are successful in it is given to you to serve others, to raise others without charging them. This is our mission statement. I think I'll be teaching you more about mission statement. I'll be teaching you more about mission statement. An organization that does not have a mission statement may be an organization without boundary or limits. Really, they have no compass. Because mission statement is a statement of a mission or missions, which is summary of all your missions. That's what a mission statement is. A statement that encapsulates all missions. But these missions that you have take place or take its root from your vision. Your vision will bring or give back to missions. So that your mission statement is a statement given to you to guide you in all missions so that as to ensure that your missions is in line with your vision. In every vision, a lot of missions emerge. Like in Christ with Tabernacle, we do family clinic where we talk about marriage, where we talk about pre-marriage, where we talk about post-marriage. We do other programs like Holy Ghost Convention where we teach about Holy Spirit. Or we do other programs where we teach about Jesus only. Just for the whole week. Looking at Jesus. Looking at the Holy Spirit. We do Women Convention. We do Youth Convention. We do, you know, you know uh, Holy Ghost Convention. We do the Youth Convention. Men's Convention, Youth Convention. And we do other things. These ones are missions. We do crusade in villages. We do crusade in cities. We go on mission in several nations. Some of you joined the India, CFT India, while they were doing their mission, their, their, their 10 years yesterday. So, out of a vision, many missions emerge. A vision can be global. It can be global. Bigger than the man to accomplish. But when a vision is given, the Bible says... God has created heralds that will run with the vision. Your heralds will run with your vision. But your herald cannot run with your vision unless you make your vision plain. And then herald will run with it. Your vision is such that when God gives you, either individual vision, family vision, or in now I'm talking about the church vision, it's such that when you are given, you can never know have the full picture of the vision. The Lord reveals to you an end. But he does not reveal to you how to get there. That's the reason why. For you to know how to get to the end, you must follow the one who showed you the end. 
He had written how to in the pages of the Bible. If you derail from understanding those pages of the Bible, then you cannot reach the end that he has set for you. Therefore, mission statement is a route to an end. Any organization without mission statement is one without direction. For any organization, therefore, to be able to exist and rightly be relevant and effective, to exist, to be relevant, and to be effective in every situation or every dispensation, it must have what is called a mission statement. The mission statement of Christ with Tabernacle, demonstrating God's power through what? Can I hear you, Cathedral, answer me? And that is your own. What is our mission statement? And who will build the overcomers? You. You. For you to build others, you must be built. You can never build others in what you have not been built. That's the reason for all my efforts to acquire knowledge. Not because I need them for any financial gain. The day I die is the day I stop reading. I think when I die in heaven, we will keep on reading. There must be volume of books in heaven, man. I've never been to the library since I've been going to heaven. But I was told by some other colleagues also who have encountered being taken to heaven that, you know, there's a library, there's a library for you to go and study. Therefore, brethren, remember, mission statement is not division. However, the summary, which is your mission statement, encapsulates the life focus. And if this is kept alive, it keeps one in line. Maybe you don't have a vision for your family. Get one. It helps to keep the fire burning. If people don't believe in your vision, and you believe in your vision, you will get there. It doesn't matter how many people do not believe. Amen? This house started at 72 Ludwig Mills, SC14, 6NG. I think I'm correct. The first day we met, there were 33 members. And that was September 1989. But let me tell you, look at now where we are in the world. Just imagine it. You know what kept us going? Vision. That's what kept us going. The brain behind all our success is vision. Vision helps you to focus in life. 
When you set your heart to achieve something, nothing can stop you, even demons of hell. The only one who can stop the vision is you. And for this house, you must know the reason why God called this Christ faith tabernacle. We have a mandate to demonstrate the power of God. So which means power is available. You get it. We have a mandate to build overcomers. Now let me talk a little bit about overcomers. I think, being very constructive, let me talk to you about the three, the three major, three major, maybe I call it assignments. You read today from the book of Acts, isn't it? First Chronicles. I read Acts 26 today. Acts chapter 26. I read it this morning. But in Acts chapter 26, are some information that can help you and I understand the arms of our vision. And I read from verse 12. It says, on one of these journeys, this is Paul speaking, before Felix. I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priest. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me, in Aramaic, this is Paul's experience that he's speaking about. I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the gods. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. The Lord replied, now get up and stand on your feet. I have, a, have, I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. Verse 17. Now I want to take note of this. This is where 17 and 18, this is where our three mission names are. I will rescue you. No wonder God rescued us from all these evil forests and all these jungles where our life was threatened and no one to help. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness and from the power of Satan to God. The first assignment is we are sent to open the eyes of the world. Number two, to turn them from darkness into light. And number three, to deliver them from the power of Satan to God. Now listen to me. So if we are to open the eyes of others, 
Yes, what? Your own eyes must be able to see. You cannot open the eyes of someone when you are blind. You don't even know where the eyes is. So for us as a church, you as a people, to open the eyes of others, your own eyes must see. Secondly, to turn people from darkness to light, it must be evident among people that you are living in the light. Correct, church? Please. This is crunch. I say, to open the eyes of somebody, your own eyes must be wide open, isn't it? To enlighten others, you must be enlightened. Okay. So, now, to guide somebody who is in darkness into light, you must be living in the light. Is that correct? Yes. Now to not deliver someone from power. The Bible says power of Satan. It didn't say gimmicks of Satan. To deliver somebody from the power of Satan, you must operate a higher power than the devil. Is that correct? That's your destiny. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. That's your destiny. That is the command of Jesus to you. And you and I cannot bargain it. Therefore, that is the reason why we cannot live like Gentiles. You cannot dress like Gentiles. You cannot talk like Gentiles. Your heart and mind must be wired to heaven every day. You cannot speak like Gentiles. The queen did not. And yet she's blessed. Yet everybody is gravitating towards her when she was alive. They wanted her approval while she was alive. Don't you understand? Jesus said, he who honors me, I will honor. There's a greater honor with God if you can honor God. There's a greater strength that comes from heaven if you can walk in godliness. There's a greater power you can operate if you can decide to turn away from the powers of the devil. Your mandate is to lead people from darkness to light. You cannot partake in the works of darkness and do that. Your mandate is to enlighten people. You cannot be a dull brain and enlighten them. You cannot be ignorant of the word of God and tell people about the word of God. You cannot tell people that God blesses when you are bankrupt. You can't tell somebody that God will show you the way when you are confused. This is what God calls Christ with tabernacle. That is who you are. I say that is who you are. If you don't say amen, I say amen for you. Understand. When God talks to you about who you are, He's not talking to you about what you see in yourself. He's talking about what He had made you to become. Are you with me now? So that you cannot look and say, what am I? What I am? Forget it. What you are. Is what God is saying. And that is what will become of you. But you need to take away your eyes from all this attraction of the world. There is blessing in following God. There is power in following God. Let me tell you. Therefore, building overcomers for tomorrow. 
You are here to be built by God to become an overcomer. Let me now give you my closing sequence. What about overcomers? Where did we get it from? The Lord sat me down and gave this to me. Because if God tells you anything to do, you must make sure that you get the scriptures from him. Or else you have nothing to back up your claim. What is the reward of being an overcomer? Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. Look at that very quickly. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I understand. This is talking about after you and I have died. For Queen Elizabeth, she's dead now in the physical, but she lives in the spiritual. If you serve Jesus, all right, and you die in Jesus, Jesus promise. He said, "I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in paradise." You know, paradise is a good place. Paul said it in the book of, 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 of 1 Corinthians, from 11 down, it says, I know a man who was taken to heaven some time ago, whether in this body or not, out of the body, I do not know, he said, but I know a man who went to paradise in the third heaven. I have been there. You don't have to die before you reach paradise. The claim of Paul is very correct. I can testify to that. I think when I had that encounter, I shared it with every one of you. Paradise is good. And this is the abode of the righteous. And it's in third heaven. That is the highest heaven. You don't have seven heavens. You have only three heavens. And the third heaven is the highest heaven. That is where paradise is. God, Jesus said, I will give you the tree of life. Tree of life, where you eat from the tree of life, you will not have part in the second death. That is the evidence of the scriptures. You will live forever. In the balance of our God. Number two, Revelations 2, 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hot in the second death. That is just very clear. Because if you have the right to the tree of life, once you are given the tree of life, you will not, you have escaped the second death, which is hell. I'm going to teach you on hell. What is hell? Where is hell? Does hell exist? Yes. If it does not exist, every language in the world has the word hell. Where do you get it from? In my own language, it's not called H-E-L-L. It's called Onwakpadi. In Swahili, there is a name for hell. In uh, Igbo language, Hausa language, Irish language, Welsh, you know, name it French, German, Russia, and Ukraine. They have word for hell. So if hell does not exist, how will every language in India, 
Punjabi had the word hell in their language because it exists. I'll tell you a little bit. Jesus was speaking about hell and he was describing that some creatures you have on earth, they are in hell. Like maggots, like flies. All right? I see, it talks about the maggots of hell that they, when they enter into somebody's nose reel, they start eating the body and they will come out at the back of the head or the stomach. The person will not die. He will still be alive. And worms will be eating the body. As they eat the body, out the body will recuperate again. And they start eating it again. The body will recuperate again. They start eating it. Now, worms that live in fire must be themselves brimstones. You cannot afford to go to hell. Your life on earth is an opportunity to decide where you will go when you die. Are you with me now? Second death is a place of torment. Torment. But you can have a portion in the tree of life and escape the second death. But then you must be an overcomer. Number three. Revelations 2.17 He who has an ear, let him hear this what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I love it. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's your amen. I don't like it. <laughs> you know why I'm saying hallelujah? I told you some time ago, that was 2000 and, um, 2000 and uh, what was it now? Uh, 2007, yes. 2007. When I was fed up of living because of what many ministers are doing in the world, I just got fed up. I don't want to be among these people anymore. I mean, and people are following them. And they lie. And people love lies. People love to be deceived. And these ministers, they prey on, on this ignorance of people. You know? Because I'm in their range, but I'm not like them. And you begin to wonder, am I mad? Or are these people right? Is godliness no more? Godliness? Because... The crowd run to a place where they will abuse them, where they will lie to them, where they will, they will abuse their wives, abuse their children. And, and all this stuff happening. I said, I just want to die. I said, Lord, I've, I've had enough of this world. And then the Spirit of the Lord told me one day that, have you asked God whether you have finished your work? So, I decided that day that, look, Lord, show me my work. And I had intention behind my brain. You know, sometimes you think God is not hearing you when you are thinking, you know. It happens to you as well. I keep this away from God. And then you're thinking it, isn't it? <laughs> I did that too. I did that too. I said, behind my mind, I'm asking God, show me my work. But my intention is that so that I will quickly rush it and finish it and just get out of this place. There's nothing in this world and trouble, you know. You don't agree with me? Excuse me. 
You don't agree with me. No, no, let me tell you. You want to live a big house. And God give you a big house. What about gas bill? What about electric bill? What about, because your house is so big now, there are some rooms, you will not reach the, those rooms for three years. By the time you go and say, hello, Mr. Room, he said, I need repair. <laughs> Nobody use you, why should you be repaired? God, I want big car. He gave you big car. The moment your warranty is finished on that big car, drive to the manufacturer, the, what they will charge you to repair that car, you say, oh my God. But you ask God, He bless you. Isn't it? I have seen big, good car. Packed up. Stop walking along the road. It's new. <laughs> it is new with guarantee. Or warranty. It just packed up. Well, I saw old cars, jalopies, keep moving. <laughs> I want to marry. I want to marry. God gave you a wife. Gave you a husband. Wow, this is good. I love it, God. Thank you, my God. You made my day. Isn't it? And then one month, everything is okay, fine. Love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Two months, three months, five months, five months, and then I love you. (laughs) But don't do that again. You injure my love. And some of us are unfortunate. By the time you see the real real man you marry, or real woman you marry, you say, God, what brought me here? You brought yourself there. And this world is full of sorrow. It's full of problem. It's full of trouble. You can never graduate from it until you die. You are welcome into the world. I can talk about the world for one hour. But you understand I'm talking about... The reason why you and I cannot afford to miss heaven. Okay? So I prayed and said, God, I want to just go. I forgot I have wife or children and stuff. Church? No, I just forgot everybody. And the Lord then sent an angel to me that night. And the angel appeared and said to me, It's a cherub from the throne of God. And the angel said to me, As you asked the Father yesterday, I have now been sent to show you your work. It's not, a, it's not a, a dream. It is an encounter. Who could have known what I asked yesterday? And the angel did his hand like that. And a book was suspended. I'm telling you this because Jesus said, I will give you a wise stone and I will write your name. And nobody will know the name but you. I saw my name in the handwriting of God. It is written in gold. That book of my life is, has a black cover. It is rectangular. I think that is rectangular landscape. Yeah? And the angel opened the book, and I read my life from the day I was born till that day. And I saw that I've just done 25% of my work. I said, Lord, I'm finished. Because I cannot spend... Another 50 something years or so, or 50 years now, on top of my life. And the angel said to me, in my thoughts, he saw my thought. He said, Don't you think in your heart 
you will not finish your work. He said, from today, your work will be astronomical. He said, he said your work will be um, a, a, a titanium. And he used his hand to draw parabolic curve. You know, I'm a Lanceville. I was a Lanceville. I'm a Lanceville. So he was using his hand to draw parabolic curve. And I said, wow, angel understand mathematics in my heart. And the angel looked into my eyes and said, son of man, what you call science is a fragment of what we know. All your engineering science is a dust to what angels know. And then he stopped at 15 years. But you see, after that encounter, doors opened. Nations were calling for me. And that was when the international crusade was, was birthed. But what I'm saying to you, because I have to finish this, is this. I will also give him a white stone with a new name. You have a new name with God. I say you have a new name in heaven. <laughs> I love it. Number four, to him who overcome, Revelations 2:26, to him who overcome and does my will to the end, I will give authority over nations. Even now you have the authority if you do his will. That's why we pray the authority over nations. Excuse me. Excuse me. A vision that was born in one room in New Cross became a thing that president of nations are inviting. Please come. How did we get there? You think we have connection? We don't. It is the grace that made the way. Okay? It's not because we went to lobby somebody. I want to know a president. I want to know a governor. Any Christian minister who does that, he's not called by God. Are you with me now? They are not called by God. If you are called by God, you are a minister of the king of heaven. If he wants a president to contact you, he will speak to that president. He will contact you. He will work it out that the president will need you. You don't go to them to beg for bread. Every minister who do that all over, all over the world, they are not called by God. Period. If somebody has, has, I had engagement with somebody, I think somebody was talking to Mormon too some time ago. Oh, I will introduce you to governor. Mormon said, I don't want to know governor. Governor has expiry date and they will know him no more. I am a minister for life. So what do you want to introduce governor to me? If governor needs me, he will come. If God did not bring governor, I don't want him. We won't go to him for anything. Unless they won't go raised from this house. Because I'm your father. Thank you, sir. <laughs> if God raised you as a governor, a president of a nation, that nation is in trouble. All the thieves in that nation, they are the first one we will make sure that we, we flush out. All the rogues. That is the time that my education will be useful. You won't need any advisor. You have all the advisors here in this house. Are you with me now? You will not go and be sharing money that will take you to hell. Neither will you bring a tithe and will receive it. A tithe that will take us to hell. Not in this house. Not in this house. Are you with me now? There is heaven to info 
There is a name to protect. If you can do what I'm saying, you will rule over nations. That is what he says. He will rule over nations with iron scepter. He will dash them to pieces like a pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what is says to who? To the church. <laughs> what about if they say to me, Apostle Williams, we have seen how much you are so intelligent, you are so this and so that. We want you to be the, the uh, leader of Labour Party or Conservative Party. We really want you to be the Prime Minister, the first black Prime Minister in England. They say that to me. If you see me say yes, something is wrong with my head. You didn't hear me? Samuel appoints ruler. He cannot sit in the office that is subsidiary. A minister of God. The office of the president of a nation, regardless of what nation it is. America, who is the greatest nation. The office of any political or politician is sub to the office of a minister of God. Ministers of God are supposed to recognize if you are truly called by God, I'm saying, your office is distinct and different to political office. If you decide to go for political office, devil got you. Are you with me now? What are you looking for when the God of heaven called you into his council? Maybe they have not been to the council of heaven before. Maybe they are only pastors by Bible college. Maybe Jesus didn't appear to them where they can be doing all those things. They can be doing all those things. (laughs) Excuse me. So, when the head is cut off and the head decides to become the leg, how will the body see? Excuse me. The position of a minister of God is to preach the kingdom and teach the people so that anybody on any office can come to him and he can tell them this is the way of the Lord. That is our job. It is like a doctor deciding to go and uh, work in a hospital as a cleaner. All what he does is just to be clean in the hospital. And he's a, medic, he's a surgeon. He is a consult, senior consultant. Is that not the highest hierarchy? Am I correct? So after they graduate you as a senior consultant, you now told them that all your brain of consultancy, you are an expert in cleaning the toilet of the hospital. Now, I think even consultant doctor, it will not be his job to see to it that the toilet is clean. Toilet people have head. Are you with me now? So it is for a minister who runs after political office. You lost your head. When Jesus will come, he will, he will judge ministers according to Matthew 20, 20, 24. Maybe that would be my my, I'm just on my way to finish this message. Look at Matthew 24. Open it. 
Will Jesus judge me how they run the government of England? As I, say, I sent you as an apostle, how did the minister of exchequer perform? How did the, the, the prime minister's office, how did they perform? I'm sure that my Jesus won't ask me that. Look at what Jesus said. Verse 45. Verse 45. Shall we read it together, please? Stop. So what's the job of the pastor? To give you what? To become the mayor of Greenwich? Yes? To become the leader of conservative party? No, 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 no. It's to give the church food. Can you carry the burden of a nation on your head? And also carry the burden of the church on your head equally? No, they can't work together. So if a minister then decide to go into that, he lost his identity. And what did Jesus say in verse 46? Shall we read together, please? Did you see? So that servant is one servant, but the other servants of the household is plural. That servant puts apostle. It will be good for that apostle. It will be good for that pastor. It will be good for that pope. It will be good for that bishop. It will be good for that evangelist. That the, fa- the master found doing so. Verse 7 says, I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. This is God of heaven. Verse 38, let's read together. But suppose, verse 48. And then, mm-hmm. Yes. So if there is any minister in this world that is running after political office, go and read that. If you are not found taking care of the flock, it does not matter your preaching to the world. It does not matter what you claim you carry in anointing. My Bible says, when Jesus will come, he will cut you into pieces and assign you a place in hell. You should never have taken the call if you know you want to become politician. You will have faced the politics, okay, and not have allowed destiny of people to be put in your hand as a shepherd. Because when Jesus will come, he will not judge you by the presidency or prime ministership of a nation or senator of a nation. He will judge you as a shepherd who is to feed the sheep.
pray two more. Number six. Shall we read it together as Revelations 3.12. Him who overcomes. Yes. Then number 13, verse 13, he who has an ear, and finally number 7, Revelations 3.21, to him who overcomes, shall we read together please? Uh Uh-huh. My Lord. Yes, verse 22. Let's stand on our feet, please. There are two words there that are common. To he who overcomes and he who has an ear. To he who overcomes and he who has an ear. To he who what? And he who has? Come on now. So, to he who overcomes, to that, I will say to you, Christ with Tabernacle, you will overcome. You didn't hear what I just said. I say you will overcome. I say you will overcome. By fire, by force, you will overcome. It says to he who has an ear, you have been given ear by God, and you will hear. I say that you will hear. In hearing, you will understand. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of stranger they not follow. You know why God raised a man to be his vessel? Because he has raised others to lead in politics. To lead in the judiciary, to lead in the medical field, to lead in engineering, to lead in all manners of works of life. And if I fulfill and I stand in what God has called me, you will fulfill in what God has called you. I say you will take your stand in what God has called you. If God has brought me to this height before him, he will take you to higher heights and higher heights in your career. Because to he who overcomes, you will rule on earth. You will rule the nations. There is no such a thing as failure for you. So, as I face God... You face God. And as God is lifting me up in the realm of the spirit, you will increase in the physical. You will increase in the spiritual. No power will be able to hinder you. You will overcome. I say you will overcome. I say you will overcome. Uzziah prospered because there was a priest over him. Look at Second Corinthians. First Corinthians. Is it first? Second Corinthians twenty six. Look at verse five. Uh, Chronicles I'm talking about. Chronicles, sorry. Second Chronicles. Look at what did he say? 
Why didn't Zachariah be king? No, he's the kingmaker. He's the messenger of God. Alright? If I take my stand before God, which I do, you will succeed in what God has sent you. You have air, you will hear. All these bells of Satan jingling all over UK, your ear will not receive it. All the thoughts that the devil is printing out to captivate the mind of people, it will fail over you. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, 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 the voice of strangers, they will not follow. You will not follow the voice of strangers in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice, I'm going to pray. God, I receive hearing from you. Help me, oh God, in this world, not to follow the voice of the devil. We have a destiny to protect. Tell the Lord, I commit my ears to you. I commit my mind to you. I commit my heart to you. Jesus, I pray. to give the whole of my heart to you. Tell the Lord to help you. Everything in God is win-win. God wants you to succeed in life, but He wants you to give your attention to Him. That the problems of this world will not overthrow you. Oh Lord my God, Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Lord, I pray for people. Our job is to lead people from darkness to light and to deliver them from the powers of the devil into the kingdom of God. So, anyone under my voice that has been held bound by the powers of Satan, I break the power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you have been bound, lose in the name of Jesus Christ. If we have, you've been afflicted and you are ill or sick, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God the Holy Spirit, send your fire into our mind. Send your fire into our body. Send your fire into our spirit. Send your fire into our soul. Everything the devil has planted, because do with fire of God in the name of Jesus. Ideologies that wreck human life. The Lord rebuke you. Satan, remove your hand from God's properties. If your mind has been bamboozed by demons and produced negative thoughts all the time, today receive your healing in your mind. Every demon that manipulates mind, fire destroy them from God. Father, anyone who has been derailed under my voice, send your mercy and bring them back to cause. 
Those who have not given their life, send your mercy and open their eyes to God. Convict the sinner of judgment and of righteousness and of sin. Bring them to their knees before God. As for Christ's faith tabernacle, the Lord shall we serve. I say the Lord shall we serve. I say the Lord shall we serve. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven who lives forever and ever. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Please be seated. Before I leave the podium, can I just say to you, a new dispensation has begun in United Kingdom. In this new wind of fresh air that is blowing, you will prosper. Regardless of any party you belong to, anybody that becomes the Prime Minister of this country, pray for them. Pray for them. Because the Bible says if you pray for the nation where you sojourn, when it prospers, you will prosper. I will together now. It is not party that makes good government. It is the Spirit of God upon the people that makes good government. I am non-partisan. I must not be a partisan person. Because I pastor every party. In my church are all the parties. And I want it to be so. Because diversity is what makes beauty. Isn't it? And when those party people are talking, you are listening, you, you reason wider. Isn't it? So we owe prayer to our government and all the cohorts. And we owe prayer to the king who is our head of state. And all his duty. The book of Timothy commands us to do so. First Timothy chapter 2. And we must do that unbiased. And the Lord will bless you. Now, in CFT Church, I told them a new cross from this September. You know, we have night vigil and it has been holding here. New cross will not come to the night vigil here anymore. Somebody say amen. Uh, you don't like it. Say amen. New cross will remain in new cross. Our vigil we will what? Hold. Correct? Good. So that we know that new cross people, they have helped cathedral. They bought this building. They join us to make us run. We run. Now we are flying. So the, we are jettisoning. They are going back. Just leave us alone. We will do it ourselves. DIY. Amen. So everybody here... You sit up so that you take the vision of the cathedral to the whole of Woolwich Council. I want to say this to you. By next month, therefore, I will let you know within this month. We'll be having our, our Friday vigil. We will, we will continue. We will now begin to have it once in a month. While we continue daily and weekly on the Zoom. But once in a month, we will gather in this in this place for many reasons I look at the the trend in the country and I believe very much that we also should be wise in 
using our resources so that we can maximize the potential of the social media so that you will only come one night in a month and you have video here and new cross will have their video you have your jta here new cross will run their jta all ushers meeting is broken into two new cross will have their ushers meeting and cathedral will have their ushers meeting choir is broken into two though you may have your your meeting together because you are a group to be trained however in your functioning anybody committed to cathedral must never robe in new cross except the instrumentalist that shuttle nobody is in new cross who must robe here until unless when we have combined service so that we can use the gift in new cross to run new cross and we can use the gift here to run here the same thing with protocol the protocol in new cross will run their protocol the protocol here will run their protocol though we may have our combined training but when it comes to functioning whoever is the head of protocol in new cross will report to me when it comes to reporting and the protocol head here will report to me so and the same thing with children's Sunday school there's no more crossing carpets all teachers of new cross will be bred in new cross and they are new cross people and new and cathedral everybody you have so many new faces if you are in this church you know what i always say is that look for something your hand can find to do and do it in the house of god if you have a skill that we we don't know about let us know about your skill so that we can use the skill there is a place always for everybody to use their trade or their skill or their education to help others building others up so september uh, i can see clearly what god is saying in england it is a change it is a month of change i will together now and the church must not miss it so we'll also begin to do sunday school sunday school is not for children it's for adults when christ Tabernacle started during my service we'll teach bible bibliology and some theology too so that people who attended cft at the beginning we sent one of them to Kenneth Higgin College. When he got there, after three months or six, they asked him, what are you doing here? Because everything that we are teaching, you know already. He said, it's for certificate. He taught the class right through. Because we teach you things that people will go and learn in Bible College that is relevant to building ministries. And we're going to start that back. The same thing, we're going to divide the whole church into our geographical region as we had before, but in a different approach. So that home groups that we're having currently, we can actualize them and everybody in the home will be able to observe home group. But we use the, the computer or rather the social media that we have to make sure that it is well structured and it is well conducted and we can we can sort that out you know with zoom but everybody will have home group in their homes and those of you who live maybe next door neighbor or walking distance can meet together in one house and you can move that among yourselves so that you will know yourselves and we will go in because next year revival is starting in england 
and we are we are what God sent us is, is starting to happen. I'm going to Leeds within in October, and I will be traveling to places like Manchester, and also of course Birmingham. We are grounded, but Manchester and Leeds and Liverpool. We have to prepare this way, and we'll be going right through now to the uh, south um, east, uh, south southwest England, Devonshire, Cornwall, Bude, Ilfracombe, uh, and uh, you know all those areas. Worthing that we have talked before, we will start our missions into all those areas so that we can get the whole of UK saved, and that is our mandate next year. Now, elders' meeting will commence from October. You know, which we had before, elders we gather together once in a month. And it is mandatory for all elders and pastors so that you have known before, you can restructure your plan and make sure you are there. Because I did have meeting with elders when we started this church. And that will begin again. And the Lord will strengthen you. But first Saturday of the month is workers meeting, where we have workers trained. We have all deacons and deaconesses trained. And then we will have our elders meeting when I will announce the time for that. But you must fold your hands, isn't it? Because, you know, mommy and I were saying this. Can you imagine Prince Charles, now King Charles? He lost his mother. All right? But two days after, he has resumed his office. He didn't go on holiday because he was bereaved. He's mourning his mother. We mourn with him. But this guy has a duty to perform. And he cannot say, I'm mourning my mother for 10 days, for 21 days. Second day, he has started his duty. Today, he's holding meeting with all the Commonwealth people, all the leaders of various nations. The job continues. Even if, if, the, if the legacy of the queen was to be carried on, that's what the queen will want. You know, so if Charles can do that, you and I cannot fold hands about the church of the living God. Are we together now? It is time for everyone to, to, you know, get ready and start working. We have a nation to save and we have other nations to reach. And you know what? You can do it. And God will give you the strength. God will prosper your work so that you will have opportunity to do it. Yes, so that's what we stand for, and the Lord will bless you. Can I just ask anyone watching with us for the first time? You came here to this church for the first time. Please wave your hands. Could you please stand up wherever you may be? We want to welcome you. Do we have anybody visiting this house? Yeah. Put your hands together for them. Choir. You are very welcome. You are welcome. You are You are very, very welcome. The ushers have a park that they have given you. They've given you. We have a form in the park. Please fill the form and drop it with us. We hope you have been blessed this morning. Please be seated. May the Lord continue to strengthen every one of us. Can I just say that it is time to invite Pastor Elizabeth to come and take our offering?
Good afternoon or good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. What an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I have been blessed. And one of the things I prayed about, you know, this morning was that, Lord, I want to receive something from you by way of a gift. I want to be enlightened and equipped of something I can go forth and use in this week. And I really believe that the Lord has answered mine and our prayers. Amen. It's now time for us to come onto the Lord with a heart of worship and of praise to give unto Him. And I'm going to read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. And I read from verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your, all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And I read also from the book of Psalms, chapter 96, from verse 7. It says, Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. So with a heart of worship and gratitude unto the Lord, if we can prepare our offerings, and if you are preparing your tithe, please do so also. Um, I believe that the information will be on the board in a second. Perfect. And I'll give us a few minutes just to present what we have decided in our hearts to give unto the Lord this morning. Father, we just want to give you praise, honor, and acknowledge you in this moment. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us to give unto the work of the Most High God. We pray, Father Lord, that you will continue to open up the storehouse of your bounty and send rain upon the works of our hand. We thank you for the promise that you gave to us in 2017, that in times of famine, that we would have plenty. I pray, Father Lord Jesus, that we would live, O Lord Jesus, in the manifestation of this prophetic word. And I take this opportunity to lift up members of our congregation who are looking up to you, Father Lord Jesus, for a new role, a new job. I thank you, Father, for it has been done. May your name be glorified in all things. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Let's rise as we bring our offering and our tithes to the Lord with a heart of thanksgiving. Amen.
Jesus. Amen. This is your holy offering brought by your holy people. Yes, Lord. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy fire, a sacrifice. Amen. In the name of Jesus we've prayed. Amen. Amen. I'd like to hand over back to Apostle for Thanksgiving. Please, let's be seated. Just um, one more thing before we close. You know, I have here today two of our brethren, Brother Biola and Sister Orafidia. Is, is that... No, sorry. Um... Abiola, yes, Orashade, yes, that's the mom. You are Abiola, both of you, Olamide and and Toby. Okay, whoever wrote these things, you know, didn't do well. The usher, you didn't write the names of the real candidates. That is brother Toby and sister. Sister Olamide and Brother Toby. Beautiful. You know, they came to me shortly that they would like to do a Thanksgiving today. Why? Because their mother passed to glory 20 years ago. In this house. When they stood before me, I didn't recognize them. I recognized them in the church. But I cannot link them with... Uh, the sister, that is uh, Sister uh, Shadi, yes, or or Shadi, you know. I couldn't connect them because you know at that time they were small, and now they are gentlemen and and woman. My brother Toby now has Biabia, and uh, and uh, Sister Alawdi, I mean. You know, but I was so glad for them. Do you know why? Because the Jesus that was in the lips of their mother till death is what they have taken up. There is no joy beyond that. Because I was with her in her last hours. And I knew that she slept in the Lord. This I will read to you. And after this I looked and there before me was a great white throne, multitude that uh, sorry, a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. 
they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. The one, then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I love this. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tents of wings over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them. Nor the scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tears from their eyes. And so we thank God for the life of Sister Shadi, we call her, who slept in the Lord 20 years ago. And we thank God for the legacy she left, continues to live after her. Shall we rise up together? And I will want the choir to sing a song while they will come to the front. If anybody came with them, uh, you know, in this family, please, you can join them, friends. Can I say that it is a celebration for them? That God saw them through all these days and through this ordeal till this very time. And so they celebrate the God of their mother, who is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So you will sing and they will come to the front dancing with their thanksgiving unto the God who had kept them, who nurtured them, who was there for them, and who also has taught the heart of those who contributed to the shaping of their life so that the destiny that God ordained for them did not fail. And we will rejoice with them. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we thank you. Oh, you are, 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 you are,
I see a people standing before me, I want to address you. This is not for the one who had departed, but for you who is standing here. First Thessalonians 4.13 Beloved, brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that, though, that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage yourselves with these words. So, before I pray for the children, I want to say to you, if any one of you standing here is not born again, you better do that before you leave this meeting. You don't come to the altar of God without thinking about your death. For this woman, Shadi, none of you will see her unless those who die in Christ. If you have anything you rely upon, you believe upon, I tell you, it will fail you on the day of your death. I was born as an occultic person from a strong occultic family. Having seen the devil and Lucifer to the end of Satan, God called my family out of Satanism. And when I see people like these, what comes to my mind is, if you are to die today, where are you going? So to come before the altar of God, you must be reminded this. Your death is one breath out of your nose and you're gone. For this woman, for the children who are standing, I know they follow the path of their mother. If we die, we will certainly see her. But if we do not die and Jesus comes, which he can come any minute from now, even Satan confirmed, Lucifer himself, that the return of Jesus is at hand. Those of us who are still alive, who have not known him, will be transformed. And so, I give you an opportunity to consider this message because you have heard me tell you this. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In Islam, they call him Isa. Islam confirmed in Surah 55, Ayah 66, that Jesus will be the sign of the end. He will come back to judge the living and the dead. 
and those who do not accept him will be condemned to hell. I read from the Quran written by Al Yusuf. Of course, in my maternal section, we are the chief imam of my clan. In Ifa, it is written, he is called Afwakbeleuria Detu. And Ifa believes that God sent his son, called Afwakbeleuria Detu. If Ifa recognized that Jesus is the Son of God, if Quran recognized that Jesus is the Son of God, and Quran strongly said in Surah 12, they came to Muhammad and asked him, We have left everything to follow you. What is our reward? And Muhammad said, I do not know where I'm coming from, neither do I know where I'm going. But Jesus said in the book of John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And I'm saying this provocatively. Because it is appointed unto man to die but once. And after then, judgment. So if you have not given your life to Jesus, I give you an opportunity. Let's bow our heads and pray. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, just ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. That is the power above all powers. And the name above all names. I give you your last chance to accept Jesus Christ. Sovereign Lord, we thank you. For these ones, Lord, I thank you for the heart that you've given to them. That they are able to reason among themselves that on this 20th year of our mother's departure, we need to come before the living God, the one whom our mother served, and to thank him for what he has done. I speak to your life. The voice of thanksgiving will never cease in your life. I speak to your lives. The covenant of Jesus Christ with those who serve him will remain upon you and upon your seed. It is written, My word upon your lips and my spirit upon you will not depart from your children and that has happened from your mother to you and it will not depart from your generations to come. Your generations will serve Jesus Christ. The powers of hell will fail over you. I stand in Christ in God and declare, if anyone will decide to toss about with you demonically, they will not see the next day. I declare that the path of Christ that you have set your feet upon, if anyone, mortal man born by woman, or spirit, or anyone will consult evil spirits concerning you, the Lord will answer them with thunder. The one who appeared unto me, Jehovah that lives forever and ever, the one who is faithful unto his word, he shall be faithful unto you and with you for the rest of your life. 
This offering in your hand becomes a seed of memorial. For he said, Fulfill your vows to the Lord and call upon the name of the Lord. Whenever you call, heaven will answer. The glory of God shall be a shield over you. Anoint these children in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sovereign Lord, the Lord Almighty has has spoken and has risen, has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I propose it will stand. The plans of God for you shall be, and the purpose of God for you will stand. The plans of God for you shall be, and the purpose of God for you shall stand. You will inherit the gates of your enemies. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you. And He will show you His salvation. The anointing power of God will surround you. He will guide you all the days of your life. The fire of God will engulf you. It will engulf everywhere that you shall domain. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The power of God will be available to you. It shall work for you. So shall it be unto you. You will serve Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. You will serve Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. I say, you and your home, you will serve the Lord Jesus. And the partners that God will give you will be people that have been refined with fire, prepared by the living God to help you in this service of God to the end of your age. So shall it be that you prosper in everything you lay your hands upon. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. amen and amen and amen. My life time, I will give God my life time. My life time, I will give God my life time. If I give God my life Before we close, let me just say this. Uh, the, the, those who are going to university, uh, now, raise your hands up if you are here. All right, come out, let me pray with you. But while they come out, can I just say to you also, I want to call uh, Sister Oluchi to come out. Where is Sister Oluchi? That's the solution. You are going to university to come. Amen. 
You know, I told you that when you, when you have your results and the results are good, you should come out. There are two girls who play football. Who, who do you play for? Who play with? At the moment, I was playing for Crystal Palace just recently. Crystal Palace, herself and sister Michelle. Now, you know, she's a professional footballer just like Sister Michelle. But I want to read her result to you. In her A-levels, she got two... Is, it, is this double A-star? Two A-stars and one A. That qualifies you to go to Oxford. Also, her sister got eight A-stars and two A-stars. Where is she? Sister Shiamaka. You see the spirit of distinction upon Christ with Tabernacle. Wow, Sister Chiawaka. Who is the one going to invest in between both of you? Can you imagine how tall she is? Don't worry. You are the one who gave her permission to grow taller. We thank God for Sister Oluchi and Sister Chiawaka. And if you have a great result, let Apostle know so that we can celebrate you. You can go back to your seat. Amen. Now, those of you who are standing, you are just starting university. Am I correct? How many of you are already in university? You're already in university? Raise your hand. Let me see. And the rest of you are just going to university. All right, yes. So that I know you will rule England. And the Lord took the spirit that was upon Moses and he put it on the elders. The spirit of excellence that God had put upon me rests upon you. Lord, as I lay hands on these children, you will guard their heart and mind. You will protect their steps. The wicked one will not be able to dissuade them. You appeared unto me while I was in university, and you helped me in my examination to distinction. Father, the same spirit of distinction will rest upon these ones. From this hour, every chamber of your brain and memory will be opened. You will understand the letters of man. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 shall be fulfilled over you. And you will increase in the knowledge of the Spirit. So shall it be. You will be a light in your university. Darkness will not suck you in. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, anoint your son in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your son in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, anoint your son in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your son in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. May his mercy go with you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's just have our announcements. Please, you can go to your, to your seats. Make sure you start campus fellowship when you get there. And make sure you always connect with your pastor, Pastor Elizabeth, to help you. Yes. Can we just have announcement, please? And then we'll close. Thank you so much for your patience this morning. Hallelujah. I'm delighted that we are a people who rejoice in remaining in the house of the Most High God. Thank God for Christ's faith tabernacle. There's always cause to celebrate and rejoice. And that's the reason why we're still here. So nobody is looking at their watch. That was my point. So just a few announcements before we bring the meeting to a close. Uh, Tonight, we have our home group as usual at 7 p.m. And today, our reflection will be on the book of Acts. The book of Acts. So make sure everyone in your home contributes the questions you want to ask yourself. What did I learn? And what actions will I take as a result of what I learned from the book of Acts? Uh, Apostle has already talked about who should be in home group. So if you have next door neighbors, you can join together. Otherwise, have home group in your own home. And then at 9 o'clock tonight on Zoom, YouTube free conference call, we will have our daily prayers and our communion service. So please remember to join. And of course, our daily prayers continue during the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. It's on Zoom and those other channels at 9 p.m. And on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have our Bible study, which then leads into our prayers. Just a quick reminder for the light of the world. All the men in this house are the light of the world. Amen? Amen. All the men are the light of the world. Amen? Amen. They are in the house. This Thursday is your monthly meeting. And it holds at 7.30 p.m. on Zoom. And it holds on Zoom only. It's not uh, broadcast on YouTube. So please join on Zoom, 7.30 p.m. prompt. And the character that you will be studying this week is Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. Uh, Finally, I would like to remind us, we have a business seminar in this house. And, you know, when Apostle was speaking earlier and was talking about uh, the vision and our mission in this house, he touched on the fact that everything that is done in this house is aligned with the vision, which is ensuring that not just your spiritual life is built, 
but every part of our lives are built fully. And so the business seminar that we'll be holding in this house on the 22nd of October at 12 noon is also one of those things that points towards or enables us to achieve the vision of this house and our mission to build overcomers for tomorrow. So make it a point of duty to join. I don't think anyone needs to say so much to encourage you to join. I think there's enough evidence in this house that everything we do is to build up everyone in the house. And there are many opportunities that are available to us all in the house. We don't necessarily know them all, but it costs you nothing to join that seminar for an hour if you're not in business or you don't have business ambitions you may know somebody who can be blessed by joining it or from the things that you learn when you join this seminar so do make a point make it a point of duty to join uh, make a note in your calendar 22nd of october i think it's a saturday it is a saturday at 12 noon and the lord will bless you uh, just before we bring the meeting to a close i'd like to invite uh, pastor nike Many of you will be aware that next month is uh, an important month in the calendar of this house, and she'll give us a quick brief. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. Oh, good afternoon. Um, just a quick one. I won't take much of our time. As we know, the Women of Real Destiny Grand Final Convention takes place next month from the 24th of October to the 30th of October. Now, in readiness for our anniversary, you know, this is another Shiloh. Another Shiloh is here. It's been a year. I know some people would have been here last year, the year before, but we're going to be 29 years this year. And think about what God did from last year's um, convention to today for as many women that were part of it. Our theme this year is Women in the kingdom and in light of our preparation for that convention mom yoma would like to have a meeting with all the women first next week sunday and then a joint meeting with both new cross and cathedral on the last sunday of this month we need to be ready for that time because god has prepared a table for us and we must not miss that time just as dad said this morning we've all been called to various ministries and as women women play a vital role in the ministry of the church and so i want to encourage every woman mark that week out it's going to be a fantastic time and over the coming weeks we'll be keeping announcing it on the altar here and showing you the daily programs that are going to take place for the week but in readiness for that again i want us to read when you get home today the book of first samuel chapter one and see how elkanah prepared his family and how hannah had been going for years but that particular year the lord remembered because it was another shiloh and she told the Lord that, Father, I am not leaving this Shiloh until you answer me. And that year the Lord answered her. So this is at the time of our Shiloh women. And just to remind us, it's just not for women. It's both for women and men. So husbands, please encourage your wives that another Shiloh is here. How can I support you? How can I bless you? How can I give you an offering in readiness for this time? And the Lord will bless you all as we prepare for our amazing convention for next month. The Lord bless you all as I welcome our Father in the Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not our Father in the Lord. He's also my own Father in the Lord. Uh, just a quick announcement before he comes. Friday this week, we will have our night vigil as usual, here at the cathedral at 11 p.m. 
11 p.m. here at the Cathedral Night Vigil. And from the beginning of October, the announcement of other made will come into effect, where we will have one Friday night vigil here every month, uh, and that would be cathedral members only. Uh, may the Lord bless you as you join. I would now like to invite our Father in to close the meeting. <laughs> Amen. Well, so we have one gathering here, and we have other Fridays of the month on the Zoom as we do. So understand that we are not obsolete on our Friday. Now, can I just say this before I close this minute today? You will, be, you will recognize that a lot of efforts have been put in by our government to help mitigate the costs of bills. But I want to say this to you. There are practical things that you two must do, which is, you know, reasonable to, you know, cut down your bill. Those of you who have been used to working from home, make sure you switch off every heater in the winter, except the very room where you are working. If you don't have apps like Hive, make sure that you, you, you know, switch it off. And when it has worked for about two hours, just shut the door and switch it off. So that you can beat your usage down. Similarly, if you are not in a room, switch off the lights. All the power points in the house, plug, switch them all off because of passive electricity. If you leave them on without plugging something, you are still consuming electricity. So you switch them off on the wall. And those of you who have deep freezers... Deep freezers consume a lot of electricity. And simple thing you can do, switch it on overnight, and then, you know, which is the, you know, very cheap rate, and then you can switch it off for the day. And you can still have all your items frozen. Also, you know, um, whenever you are going out, ensure that all utilities are off. But if you're able to get Hive, which can program your, your heating system to come up at a particular time, you know, you only need about an hour or so heating to keep you warm because your house should be insulated. If your house is not insulated, make sure that you get that done. There's grants with the government now to help you on insulation so, so that you will leave your heating on, though it's off. All these things together. Let me tell you, I, I, I'm telling you what I've done because last week, last month I used this experiment from the month of uh, August till now and I was able to reduce my bill by 200 and something pounds a month and I can give you evidence because I have the hive that records my usage every day formerly I spend about 14 pounds 17 pounds a day but over the period, I've been spending about six pounds total because I did these things I'm telling you. And also when you are going to shop, you know, some of you go to shop at random. No, go one day and do all your shopping because you are burning your gas going, coming back. All those little, little things are necessary. Where you can take bus, don't drive. Where you can take bus, you can just use your best. Especially those of you who are senior citizens. 
so, so that you can use your freedom pass to really free yourself from the burden of bills. And if there is any other thing that you should take to cognizance, we will let you know that. But for now, that is a piece of advice. Uh, will I call it advice? Because of law, I will not call it advice. I will call it my opinion. My sincere opinion that I have given to you. And this is the reason why we are not also getting you to come to church every day. So that the times we come to church, you know, is reduced. And we can really face the church when we come to church. The rest of the time, we meet on the Zoom. If you have not been joining the Zoom prayer, please make sure you join the Zoom prayer. And the Lord will bless you. In this season, we will have abundance. I cannot hear you say amen. So if you are the one who have loved asking your office, let me work at home. You need to recognize that the office will not give you an extra money for your bills. And if you work at home, you have to run some bills. But if you leave home and go to office, office pay the bills for the time that you are working with them. Shall we rise up together in our faith place? Amen. Stretch your hands before the living God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to shine upon you. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. And may God send you help each day from his sanctuary. And grant you support from his Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May God give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you and grant all your requests. May the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Isaac at Bethel, may he turn your dreams to visions. May he tabernacle with you and give you encounters of heaven. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Can I just say that, Sister Oluchi Oluchi and Sister Chiamaka, see Apostle at the end of this meeting. There shall be shouts of blessing. No, let's share the grace together as in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, shall we? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well pleasing his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Turn to somebody and tell him the general grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
unto us according to our confession. God bless you. I'll see you tonight.